Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> How? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Absolute in Berean. <laughs> Getting completely torn out of comfort zones into new territory that stretches every cell of your being. Thank you, Jesus. There are so many tests in this life, and it's very, very hard for the soul, no matter how mature it is in Christ, to face these things and allow them to stretch through the discomfort of the unknown and the quirks and the quirks of everything in existence that seems to, in many ways, fight the flow of what the Holy Spirit wants to do until you get into the river and just cut a channel through it. I mean, there is a fight to the good fight of faith. If it was easy, you wouldn't have to fight. It would just be just the lazy, lazy river. river. The yeah. lazy river. Lazy river of backwards Christianity. So we've been fighting for a couple hours to get this new studio going here as uh, Joel's bar is under construction this week for improvements and upgrades. So we're in a modified temporary studio and it is a, a brand new work and we thank you lord jesus for being able to go live today mm -hmm. thank and you <laughs> yeah i feel every string in my being stretched out now string bean glory <laughs> you can just play us like a harp lord <laughs> so we're up here we're doing a a new a new thing and I thank you, Jesus, for this time that we have together with our viewer audience from this place. I thank you for the rest in their spirit and in their mind. And I pray for each and every one to have an encounter with the Arevave Holy Spirit right where they're at. <laughs> it's so wild. We've been teaching from just the state of the art facility at Joel's Bar in our world-class headquarter broadcasting studio in Minneapolis and a lot of that stuff's under construction this week and so it really tested me today to take what's developed in me into a completely new different environment and only use like the divine part of me with none of the external comforts I mean like zero zero <laughs> external comforts this this is like John the Baptist inside out camel's hairs today it is and that's why we're running just about 15 minutes late it was like two hours of setting this thing up but we got it we're glad to be here we're going to kick some major butt it doesn't even matter the external circumstances we've been telling people this and then we get tested in it right after we tell it what the only dependent factor is how much of jesus christ is formed on the inside and if you can't take it into a different environment, a different studio, a different culture, a different nation, you don't really have it. So it's wonderful, even in the midst of the trial and the refinement and the external circumstances that are so uncomfortable, to be tested to see on the inside how much of Jesus Christ and his kingdom is on the inside when the outside is just unrefined. Amen. It's like a nice smooth river running over the jagged rocks in our brains. 
in our minds. It's that supernal grace of a new mind and it comes through that river of life flowing down through the throne of God in that realm of Berea, coming from those emanations of the world of absolute with all the angelic messengers. And I'm sure they're just having a good time watching us grow up in glory and the glorious realms of glory and the emanations of absolute just constantly emanating like a multitude of sapphire stones wherever you look just beaming with light and letting you know it's gonna be all right because if there is God's will he makes a way through the waters of Shekinah amen it's amazing how the joy of the Lord just whacked me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Thank you, Jesus. Everything that you want to release, Lord, from this place tonight. We got a lot of people praying, people tuning in from all over the place. Just be prayerful. Be very prayerful when you tune in to what the Holy Spirit wants to release tonight. We're not here to be entertained, although the Holy Spirit's the most entertaining person, amen? He has the stage of heaven and earth. There are three witnesses, which means three, that have the stage on earth. First John says the blood, the water, and the Holy Spirit, amen? So our job, everyone watching and us here in the studio, is to give the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus, and the living water of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the stage of the animation of our bodies. And so we ask for the forgiveness of all of our sins, known and unknown, every viewer tuning in, the forgiveness of sins for the cleansing of our atmosphere, for the cleansing of our attitude, our emotions, our feelings, our mindsets, our consciousness, our subconsciousness, our unconsciousness. And we ask for the Holy Spirit, to wrap all of it in a blanket, even this cloud, like a cloud. <laughs> so cloud that we covers be completely everything. buried in the perfection of our God, the Holy Spirit. Now, one thing we were doing today, I can see where the Lord's going with this and I'm going to flow with it. We were putting together all kinds of materials for people to come into RLM TV and download the app. And what is the most important thing for a new person who's coming into apostolic Christianity. It is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why? First John, Apostle John says, the Holy Spirit is the only part of the Godhead on earth. So when you ask Jesus in your heart, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ comes into your heart. Jesus the man didn't, otherwise his gemstone body would just be jagged and explode in your body so it's his spirit that came into you You need to understand that you're gonna know Jesus by his spirit for a very long time that's how Christians know Christ on earth because the Bible says it it says on earth we know Jesus Christ by his blood by his water and by his Holy Spirit there's one spirit of Jesus the Holy Spirit who is fully God Amen. So we worship the Holy Spirit. We worship the Father. And we worship the Son, Jesus Christ. Why is it so important for a, a new Christian, even an old Christian, to know the Holy Spirit? Because He's the only 
part of the Godhead on earth. The Bible says that the Word and the Father are not on earth. 1 John chapter 5, the Word is in the heavenlies, the Father is in the heavenlies, but under the Son, only the Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead, is on earth. So without an intimate Holy Spirit inside-minded relationship, your Christianity don't have Christ in it. So we need the Holy Spirit to be the centerpiece. We need the blood of Jesus, the water of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit of Jesus to be the centerpiece. Now, the multitudes in the valley of decision. God was showing me how everyone on earth is in the valley of decision. Look at Malkut of Isaiah, where you're born with a nefesh soul right now on the earth. Look at that as the valley of decision. Isn't it true? Everyone's making decisions every day. Their actions, their thoughts, their attitudes, all of it is the valley of decision. So the decisions are only influenced by two kingdoms. There's only two kingdoms written about in the entire Bible, the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and there's nothing else. But in the valley of decision, you are being influenced by both by both. That's how people can experience God. And the next day it's the devil. Why? Because in the valley of decision, you have both. So the issue now is to, from the valley of decision, getting deeper in the Holy Spirit to go in the way of the Lord, the path of lightnings, the sapphire stones, the very secret stairway of righteousness to walk with Enoch, to walk with Elijah, to walk with Jesus Christ, the cloud of witnesses, the matriarchs and patriarchs, and the, the angelic princes all the way to the throne of God. But in order to do that, there needs to be a graduation, a maturity in your relationship on earth in the valley of decision with the Holy Spirit. Why, do, why does every single Christian on earth have a different level of success in Christianity? It's all because of the actions in the valley of decision, the decisions they make with the Holy Spirit or any other spirit in the garden so you are tempted in the valley of decision by all the other spirits but when you choose the holy spirit of jesus christ by studying his word for his spirit is in his word his word was written by the holy spirit men of old inspired by the holy spirit wrote the holy scriptures it is written so when you choose the word of god the holy spirit comes in and renews your mind and your heart in the valley of decision and you're making decisions for Christ every single day. This is how you take the valley decision and you decide. So we have most Christians that are deciding for Jesus right now. Anyone that's deciding for the enemy, listen, they can learn. They're just going to get burnt up. We don't even need to pay attention to that. We need to shepherd the sheep of Jesus Christ because that's what a pastor is. That's what a, a prophet and apostle is. We are shepherding them into a greater decision making higher decisions for Jesus, a higher accountability, a higher decision, a higher responsibility with the Holy Spirit. When you respond to a higher message that requires more of you, that's a decision to go higher in God. So a lot of people that are lukewarm, they don't want to make a higher decision. I'm not going to commit to that. I'm not going to register to that. I'm not going to be accountable to anyone. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm still going to believe in Jesus. But there's no real military structure to their faith. They're not good soldiers of Jesus Christ. They're very much Christian rebels. So in order to have a mountain 
top Christianity, a Shekinah glory reality, those commitments and those decisions have to be rock solid in you all the time. And then when it's rock solid in the Holy Spirit, the blood and the water, and you don't want any other bloodline, you don't want to drink from any other cup of demons, then the stairway opens up for you to go from white Malkut because Elijah has done his work in you because you're obedient to the spirit of Elijah. As it's written, the spirit of Elijah will restore you to the Father. So where's the Father? The Bible tells you, 1 John 5, in the heavens. So Elijah's, uh, Elijah's job, according to 1 John, is to get you from the earth into the heavens, into the moon. In order to do that, you have to graduate in all of your commitments and decisions to the Holy Spirit, His blood, and His water. Amen. Amen. It's time for basic training in righteousness. You're going to have to be God inside minded. It's Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. That's what the Holy Spirit said in a vision. What's the most important thing for your generation? To realize Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. Without realizing him within you, you're going to be chasing space rocks in vain. Chasing after every wind of doctrine tossed about by every preacher claiming righteousness but having no righteousness no merit of your own and you might say well sister i know i have no righteousness of my own it's jesus's righteousness accredited to me well what was abraham's righteousness he believed what god said and it was credited to his account as righteousness that's why he entered the promised land he entered the rest of God the ones with whom God was angry and said they will never enter my rest what was the difference between them and Abraham they did not believe what God said Abraham believed what God said what was the evidence of his belief obedience if you believe what God says you'll do what he says to do but if there's unbelief, wicked unbelief, hiding in the heart, there will be a lot of religion, whether it's Christianity, atheism, Judaism, Buddhism. It doesn't matter what the external form is. Where there's unbelief, there is lack of obedience. Disobedience is the evidence of unbelief in which you will never enter his rest. Well, we have better things in mind for you. What is that? Believe what God said. How? Choose this day whom you will serve. When you hear his voice at the preaching, at the teaching of the apostles and the prophets and the anointed teachers, choose today in hearing his voice who you will serve in action in the world of Isaiah. So, for people on earth, and you'd be surprised, there's some people on earth that aren't on earth, because their inner man is in the heavenlies all the time, okay? So, but for those on earth, the decisions you're making is to be God-inside-minded. Any other spirit that's mixed with the Holy Spirit on the inside of your temple, that's what's tethering you to the earth. That's why some rise quickly, because they're not tethered to any other spirit. 
as it's written, the pure in heart see God and the pure can ascend the mountain of God. So the purity of your spirit entertaining one Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ is the requirement for ascension even from the valley of decision to the mountain of fire that's also on earth. So the valley of decision is very much mixed with the clippeth because you're deciding between darkness and light. So you have the sephirot and the clippeth and all of it's pouring down into the valley. You could call the valley the Dead Sea because it's a place of deciding whether you're going to go with the enemy or with the Lord. Once you decide to go for the Lord, you have to go all in. He doesn't allow lukewarmness. What is lukewarmness? Mixed with hell. It means that you're mixed with the other side. You're mixed with the realm of the demonic. It means that the Holy Spirit is not the only God in your temple. I can tell you from experience, Christians often have two or three familiar spirits that they wrestle against in the valley, and you have to make proactive actions against those spirits. Oftentimes they're bloodline, they're cultural, there's stuff in your head. When you're fasting, Jesus Christ said about those familiar spirits, they only come out by fasting, but sometimes fasting won't get them out either because it requires action, requires obedience. It requires doing something in the realm of the natural because you're in the realm of action and your nefesh will always be in the realm of action. The world of Asaya, Malkut of Asaya, is that world of action. It just means your actions in that world will go from glory to glory instead of stagnancy. Instead of mediocrity and lukewarmness of doing nothing, they go to great exploits like the the book of Acts and the Acts of the Apostles. What was the shift? Well, 14 plus 3 years in Arabia so that no other spirit was inside P Apostle Paul. So his actions were literally yade vave coming out of him all the time. When he spoke, they said it was like the gods had come down from heaven and it was anything they could do to not sacrifice entire bull offerings to Paul and Barnabas. Why did they have such a high opinion of these men because the men had God on the inside. They said, we are men like you, but I'm telling you how God can live inside you. Mm. It's a humility, but it's a faith, but it's also an action. Don't do that. What's the first thing he said when he, when they recognized Paul and Barnabas were something great because the whole city erupted, the earthquakes happened when they walked in the city. That's the apostolic. These are the renegades that turned the world upside down. It is written. But what did they say? They immediately commanded them to stop sacrificing animals to gods, to demons. So the, the first commandment that came from the mouths of Paul and Barnabas was stop offering sacrifices to demons. It was action immediately when they recognized these were no ordinary men. That these men had God on the inside of them. Now they reacted terribly and they didn't have scripture in them. There's no loyalty or faithfulness. They're just crazy pagans. And so they went into a riot, had them arrested and beaten and flogged. But we are Roman citizens, so they get out and they got nervous. Amen? U using their citizenship card in the natural realm, their dominion in the natural and the spiritual both. Wisdom. And you need the wisdom to do both. You need the excellence in both the natural and the spiritual, but you need the word of God and God's wisdom to have dominion as it's written. All dominion belongs to the Lamb of God. 
That's in Revelation chapter 5. All dominion, power, authority, and might belong to Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Now, who's inside you? Right? Now it goes back to the God inside minded and separating God from you so you're humble before your maker, serving before his throne, like Mary of Bethany, and you don't get puffed up in pride thinking you're something because the word of God is the sword of the spirit that separates your soul from your spirit and your spirit from his spirit. All of that. It separates bone from marrow too. Therefore, you can stay completely humble all the time, recognizing you're serving before the throne of God. And so no matter your brightness, God will always be brighter. No matter your greatness, God will always be greater. He wants to share all of his power, all of his might, all of his authority, dominion, all of his light, his brightness, his radiance, his wisdom, everything he has, he wants to share with you, but he doesn't want you to go the way of pride like the fallen angels. That's why there's always a protocol and a discipleship in how to walk in it and not go crazy like one third of the angels. And if you look around, all the nations that have lost their minds under the one third of the angels. So that's why we have scripture as an anchor for the soul. But an anchor only works in the waters of the Holy Spirit. Try to put an anchor on dry ground. They think you're nuts. The cop will pull you over. What are you doing with your anchor outside your boat? This is a highway. This is dry land. What are you doing putting your anchor in the dry places, dry scripture? It means you have to be in the liquid of the Holy Ghost. If you are not anchored into the living waters of the Spirit of Jesus Christ in his blood, the anchor, the scripture, just what's, what's the anchor? The scripture. The scripture won't even help you. An anchor can't help you unless you're in water, just like the Bible can't help you unless you're in the Holy Ghost. Somebody write that down. Type that in the comments. An anchor is for water only. Otherwise, it's a worthless tool. Amen? Amen. It's time to set sail. And that anchor will get bigger. As the waters get deeper and broader and more sapphire, what's the sapphire sea? It's the supernal living waters. It's the flow of the heavenly glory. These waters are infinite because your God's in infinite. The waters go on forever. The waters of the Garden of Eden have been flowing for eternity to eternities. He created it, but the waters came out of God. God is not created. He's the only uncreated thing. And so it's all based on Him. So when you get to know Him, there's an infinite amount of water available to go deeper in the Word, anchored into the kingdom for more spirituality, more wisdom, more brightness, more radiance, more Shekinah glory every single day of your life. And that's what you get zealous for. You get zealous for the living water, but also zealous for the anchor. You got to have both. Notice, you have to have both. We have this hope in Christ Jesus as an anchor for our soul, an anchor into the word and an anchor into the water. And without the water and the word, you ain't going nowhere, are you? Try to put a boat without water. Sailing references everywhere from Genesis to Revelation. An apostle's ship is a vessel that requires water and wind and light and an anchor. Amen. And you'll come into oases and islands of refreshment constantly as you're sailing the Sapphire Sea from glory to glory, from sapphire stone to sapphire stone. Listen, the water even flows through the valley. 
That's the voice of Elijah in the wilderness. So there's nobody in the valley to the mountaintop to the sapphire stones that doesn't have the Holy Spirit right there as their next breath if they believe and they can just repent, humble themselves, and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and wash them and cleanse them in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the Holy Spirit is the application of the blood and the water of Jesus Christ. Amen? So salvation is as close as your faith and your breath and your heartbeat it's not far away. It's making it more tangible every single day. And getting addicted to his presence is good because you're created to live in him. You get addicted to being with the Holy Spirit. You know, addiction to the Holy Spirit is called godliness. Anyone not addicted or zeal for the Father's house has consumed me. Anyone not addicted to the Holy Spirit will be addicted to demons 100% of the time. So we call it cross addiction right in counseling with drug addicts and alcoholics but it's really through the cross that you get the addiction of the holy ghost the real cross addiction so that the living water the blood of the lamb becomes the full sustenance of the desires of your heart and you're walking with him and you know what he he promises to give you glory to glory more experiences with him because it's all him This ain't about stuff apart from him. This is about going deeper into him, deeper with him, closer to him every day, closer than a brother, right? How can two walk together unless they be in a covenant agreement? So you're in a blood covenant with Jesus, which means he's revealing to you all the things that he wants you and him and your city, your nation, your family, and everyone that loves Jesus to experience for eternity. That begins the day you're born again. When you're born again of the blood and the water from above, in the above world, the Bible says in John chapter 3, being born again is being born in the above world. Born of the water and the spirit, it is written. So you stay in the water and the spirit, and guess what the water and the spirit get, get, get you into the bloodline of Jesus. Where's the blood in the born again experience? John chapter 3, it's not there. Why? Because Jesus is the blood. and so he's teaching Nicodemus about the spirit and the water how to do it practically always seeing the future tense of listening to his words in present tense so when Jesus or any apostolic or prophetic person is teaching their words if they're true inspired words will go on forever that's what the word of God is the word of Yadevave goes on forever Heaven and earth will pass away. Old heavens, old earth. Why? Because those words don't go on forever. A lot of those words are just the one-third of the angels that fell or human beings. And human words fall to the ground and are burned up, it is written. But any person inspired, any person anchored, any person in living waters, they begin to sail into eternity the moment they're born again. You know, a lot of us through Babylon the Great have gotten so desperate to learn these things now, but it's supposed to be the standard right when you're born again, day one. That now I'm sailing in the sapphire sea like this in the background of this video right now, and I'm just going up into the sapphire in the experiences of Jesus and normal cosmic Christianity. Why is it cosmic? Born above. What is above? Cosmic. What is above? Supernal. What is it? Sapphire stones. That's the dimension that you are progressively awakening to because that's the dimension of the Word of God. So fully God inside-minded, fully Holy Spirit inside-minded, until the Holy Spirit is the only Spirit inside your mindedness, 
And then you'll be on the top of the mountain of transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, and Jesus and God the Father in the year 2023. And from that realm, when you're fully Holy Spirit inside-minded with no other spirit in you, and you've obeyed His instructions, His commandments for those who love Him, love His commandments, which means everything He's commanded you to do, you're a willing volunteer in the day of His power. What's the day of His power? His light. Daylight. Daylight power. In His light, we see light, which means you are submitted to the light, and there's no areas where you're in darkness at all. So that's your job in the world of action, Malkut of Asaya in the Valley of Decision, is to get it all out of darkness into His light, all out of secret into the, the rooftop and shouted, which means that you're clean and clear, not by your own judgment, by the judgment of the Word of God, the council of the 24 elders, the apostles and prophets, the head of the body, not by individual discernment of I'm right because, you know, I did this, that, and the other thing. No, you're not your own judge. <laughs> you're in the lowest rung in the entire kingdom of heaven. You are not capable of a judge. Being a judge is a very, very high office in the kingdom of heaven. For someone in the earth who hasn't even passed their Elijah test to be a judge is total abomination. It's basically as far away from God as you can possibly get. Don't tell me a spiritual man judges all things and he himself is not judged. A spiritual man is a Holy Spirit man who's on the mountain of transfiguration, glowing, shining, radiant, in, in every area of their heart and mind circumcised with obedience, with fruitfulness, with trial, testing, conquering, and persecution, misunderstanding that follows Matthew chapter 5. Any ministry not being persecuted doesn't even have the Holy Ghost in it. They have the spirit of the world, the spirit of Babylon in it. Truth anyhow, because when you begin to fight the spirit of Babylon, they fight back, don't they? Some of you are soldiers and know that others are just new recruits. Learning, it's a good time to learn. So you can be on the winning team in the winning army right now at the end of the ages, at the maturity of the times and the climax of all seed lines that have grown inside the human spirit, that you be on the winning side in the spirit of Jesus Christ on the Lord's day, the day of his glory, the day of his light, the day of his kingdom, consuming the clippeth, consuming the valley of decision, consuming the sorcerer Babylon, consuming the witchcraft of Balaam and Korah's rebellion, consuming all the stains of sin and redeeming all the times of wrongdoing. Not that they'll be redeemed from wrongdoing, but they'll be obliterated as if they never happened at all. For when God washes something away, it goes away permanently and can never come back. As it's written, the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. Amen. The glorious glory of Shekinah glory. Sailing the seven seas. Sailing the seven lower sephirot in hopes of making that jump reminds me of that uh what was that pirate famous pirates of the caribbean movie we watched one of the one of the movies was it the last one where they go upside down in the boat you can only sail so far before you have to cross over to the other side and that's that jump from his head think, think to flat earth Think flat Earth. But you actually just go to the moon. The <laughs> Earth is round, amen? Yeah. But you do sail off the edge of the Earth. That part is absolutely true. I can tell you firsthand that 
once you start standing on the moon and start standing on the sun and start walking on the stars, you're not on earth anymore within your spirit and your soul. You have a bird's eye view. That's the realm of the eagles and the angels. And that's where you want to be sealed, occupying the stars all the time by passing your earth tests. So a lot of today's message, because of the content that we're creating for the people, is about overcoming the earth. How do I be successful on the earth, fully Holy Spirit-minded, and violently, viciously attacking in your own temple with the sword of your mouth any other spirit? And when you see the idiosyncrasies, put the word into your Holy Spirit-filled spirit, your Holy Spirit-filled Ruah soul, and together you and the Holy Ghost wage a good Christian warfare towards those other spirits in you and God will raise you up it is written amen remember even if it is impossible with God all things are possible every part of your destiny is impossible without God it's a very easy thing for God all we have to do is get aligned with God's point of view. And what is his point of view? Compassion. It's always compassion. People think, oh well, all these horrible things are happening. How could this happen to me? Why this? Why that? Everyone wants to think that they have some special circumstance, some special situation, why it won't work for them. You know, that's a demon. Why it won't work for me, even though God said it will. That's calling God a liar. And there are certain things that will happen scripturally in your life. If you continue to call God a liar, how do you call God a liar? When you don't believe what God said, that's unbelief. Your unbelief is not a petty sin. It's you accusing God of being a liar. Because by not believing what he said, you're calling him a liar. That's what prevents you from entering his rest. So what do you do? Are you going to go to your uh, head of the demons of condemnation that are assigned over your life and bring this information to them? Or are you going to repent from unbelief and start to believe and say, no, with God, all things are possible. I'm going to believe. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. And even more importantly than that, I'm going to lay my hand on my spirit and feed my spirit every day. You are going to have to become proficient at feeding your spirit. A lot of people, the reason why they don't really spend the time doing it is they don't feel in their yetzira, emotions, feelings, like it's working. I would hear all kinds of reports back the last three or four years of people trying a little bit. And this is usually what discouraged people and they would stop trying. They would say things like, well, when I would go to feed my spirit and put the word of God in my eyes and my ears, I didn't feel anything. Or they would say, I just felt horrible. I felt like maybe I was doing it for religious reasons. All these very strong emotions, whether very positive or very negative, or I just didn't feel anything. As if that was some excuse to stop or why it's not working for them. And then they want, because the real hidden reason why people want to say things like that is they would rather do anything else 
Then put the word of God into the eyes and ears and crucify that demon and kill it. So that's why they was like, oh, it's not working for me. Or, oh, I, I just feel like maybe I'm doing it too religiously. Or they, they start to fast. And I don't want to be religious about my fast. No, it's your demon complaining. And killing your own animals mm-hmm. makes you a real priest. And you got animals. Yeah. And you got to kill them just like a priest yeah. would kill them in the Old Testament. But you're doing it with your spirit and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and the Word of God in the New Testament. And as, it's as real as killing a goat mm-hmm. as you kill some of those familiars in you and through mm-hmm. you in yourself and not in others this is the valley Mm -hmm. of decision where everyone's a hypocrite trying to take care of others and put Mm -hmm. rules and regulations and others but the whole earth is the place where you only take care of yourself and when you're in the higher Mm -hmm. rungs then you can shepherd nations truth in you amen so unless you're in the heights of the rungs you really just need to be driving out the demonic and uh, helping drive out the demonic out Mm -hmm. of yourself right and for like just weeks right. and months and focus on that not self-focus mm-hmm. but word of god focus at, together as a covenant partnership with the holy spirit mm-hmm. of god and just lay hands on your belly mm-hmm. holy spirit of god we're gonna wage war against my demons together mm-hmm. as is written song of songs too we will catch those demons those little foxes together that's what you do together. That's the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that begins in the valley of decision, in the valley, all the way to the mountain, until you're totally cleared out and cleaned up of every spirit of the world, every spirit of mm-hmm. the earth. And it, you'll be so much cleaner, you'll begin to notice it, but it's still earth. So Elijah's doing the circumcision of the earth, of Malkut of Isaiah. And it really comes to the pinnacle of the church age. This, you come to the pinnacle of the seventh church of Revelation 3, which means it is the wisdom of the ages or the understanding of the spiritual word of God throughout all time that puts you on the top of white earth, white mountain to see the stairway in the sky. So you have to take care of that business in your hearts and minds through actions and through obedience and through faith and through feeding and revelating and growing in wisdom wisdom builds her house into the heavenlies wisdom Mm -hmm. will build her house into the heaven of heavens guys Mm -hmm. the house goes on forever the building goes on forever there's no cap in god the building of heavenly jerusalem never ends what is never ending Mm -hmm. revival never ending building of heavenly supernal celestial mm-hmm. jerusalem in your above born again spiritual nature truth in you amen let's go ahead and catch some of those foxes while we're at it right now let's go ahead and grab two of them these two are one we'll bind their tails together and burn them and set a field on fire amen so go ahead let's grab them go ahead and grab your go ahead and put your fox grabbing gloves on i know samson probably did it barehanded but I know we're a bunch of wussies around here. It's okay. We're just starting our basic training. Put on your, Put your cycling gloves, gloves on. on to protect your delicate hands. I wear cycling <laughs> gloves when I lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> Not very manly, but they're really comfortable. Yeah, I like using gloves for weights because I don't want to have giant calluses. So anyway, put on your Holy Ghost what, those hand big gloves. Big DeWalt oversized yeah. leather yeah. gloves. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we're going to take their tails. Now, if you heard, if you were listening to foxes speaking in your mind, you may have been confused 
when the apostle was speaking about, well, do I help myself or help others? What do you mean? You tell me to focus on growing my own spirit. Then you tell me to focus on helping others. And the evidence of that double-mindedness and your interpretation of the apostolic word is demonic possession of a religious demon. This is how they take you in both directions. So it'll be confusion of, do I go this way and I help myself? Or do I help others? There's no confusion he told in the me, Holy Ghost, right? right? So, so the Holy Spirit will do whatever he wants inside you in Malkut of Isaiah. It's a lot of sanctification, but it's also a lot of service. And some of these things will happen through obedient acts of the Spirit. So the whole point is being fully Holy Spirit inside-minded with no other spirit in you. Then it's clear constantly mm -hmm. in the river of life, the river of Elijah. Okay, so let's go ahead and grab these two foxes, helping yourself or helping others. Yes, you're going to do both of them. The temptation in religion is to do the wrong thing constantly, despite the good instruction. So we want to make it really clear. So when you are in the lower rungs, which means you're not in, you know, very high heights of the world. Maybe we're just talking about Malkut or Yasad or Tiferet of Isaiah and from there and on. You're mainly going to be focused on spiritually helping yourself, which means feeding your spirit, laying hands on your spirit, doing all your spiritual homework. You're a student of righteousness with the goal to rise. What that means is in that sense, spiritually, you're mainly helping yourself. Your only spiritual help for others is mainly going to be prayer, prayer for the body of Christ, together with others who are praying. You're going to be praying for the body of Christ. You're not going to be helping individuals very much. You should not be a teacher of righteousness until you have some experience walking in it, right? Because the righteous, even in Tiferet of Isaiah, as you may know by now from our testimony, or maybe you're on your way up, even the righteous are barely saved. So, so like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk, but there's this false maturity shame about being babes in Christ, infants in Christ mm -hmm. that crave milk. But guess what? Promised land's called land of milk and honey because the kingdom belongs to children. So that's the demon too. Yep. Amen. So focus on feasting for your spirit, right? Keeping in that humility that your little baby spirit, your plantling in the garden of God, he cares for you. So you don't need to be teaching individuals one-on-one -on -one unless God has a very specific angelic assignment and your mentor or mentors or your apostles or prophets have specifically confirmed that yes, you should be mentoring this person. That's an angelic assignment. If there's people in your peripherals, male or female, and you feel a pull on yourself and you're still only in the world of Isaiah, you do not need to be doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring. That is a lot of strange fire. That is a lot of time wasters because you you cannot be helping people in the world of Isaiah. You can barely help anyone in that first world unless you, those things you really overcome and you're solid in it, consistently righteous. It is written for the consistently righteous. When you're consistent, then you can start helping others. Now, there's some of you, I've asked you to share certain things of your experience from what you've experienced so far, and those are on, in your squadrons. There is grace in military company for sharing your, um, your mistakes 
and sharing your progress because it's a safe space to learn and to grow. Now, if there's just these people coming around from wherever or you're trying to one-on-one, you don't need to be helping others spiritually as a teacher or a mentor until you've ascended the rungs higher and then you're going to be in a healthy place to be able to share those things. Yeah, like when you go to daycare, um, you don't see toddlers teaching the kids math. No, you expect the teacher to do that. But in Christianity, toddlers teach each other Christianity, and that's why you have a right. huge mess. That's why it's written, not many of you should be teachers. That's why you got all this human teaching down mm-hmm. here that's a stumbling block to actual teaching of righteousness. They come into actual teachers, and they said, what is this strange teaching? Why? Because mm-hmm. you've been listening to toddlers for 40 years in the wilderness, not even in the river of Elijah. So the standard always has to be the straight way of glory to glory. Mm-hmm. And you have to know the rungs of rank and authority and not just be a guessing game. And not even judge according to signs and wonders. Elijah, um, John the Baptist had no signs and wonders, and yet Jesus said he was the most mature prophet of the entire Old Testament. Why? Because it was about the rungs he was on. It was about his position to God, Yadavave, Messiah, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Because they were together taking back the earth in a work from God the Father in their day. It's about the closeness to God. You can be far from God and do signs and wonders, as it's written from the mouth mm-hmm. of the frogs, came lying signs and wonders that deceived everyone. Revelation says that. So the whole king Mahel can have that stuff. That doesn't mean you're close to God. So what's the what's the evidence? Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. You need to have signs and wonders, but that is not the only evidence. It's the nearness to him. It's his character, it's his inscriptions, it's his word, and understanding the rungs of the instruct, the inscriptions that bring the emanations of Shekinah mm-hmm. that reveal the accuracy of the mm-hmm. latter rungs mm-hmm. that the teacher, the preacher, the apostle is standing on. Because if you're down on the earth and there's this competition strife thing, or even we all think we're mature on the earth, and you don't even understand heaven, in the above realm, you're born again. All of that is false. And all of it's going to burn. Mm-hmm. Very little church age will even remain in the kingdom age. And it's already beginning to constantly burn it up and judge it. As you can see, people out there are having their, their faith tested majorly. And so what's going to happen is the sapphire stone fire, like the days of Noah... Well, Jesus Christ said clearly it'll be like the days of Noah, but it won't be the days of Noah, just like them. Yeah, like Netza. It'll be the heavenly fire coming down like a flood. It'll be crystal clear, transcendent light of the divine Shekinah God, and it'll just burn up all the BS that people are doing down here that they say is God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Everyone's got their own individual Holy Spirit like a bunch of psychopaths, mental illness cases, and no one's following cosmic Holy Spirit, which is the Shekinah glory, or the Word of God, or God the Father in the heavens. It's just this nursery gone mad down in the earth. What's going to clean it up? The standard of the sapphire stone government of God is going to clean it up. And he's coming with fire to burn it up first. So all the burning is the cleansing and the purging of the wood, hay, and stubble in Christianity going on right now. It's the best thing to ever hit the planet since Adam. Truth, anyhow. 
Amen. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, Netza. Well, let's 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 go ahead and take care of that other fox. So we've got those two foxes that are really one fox tied at the tail. One, do I help myself or do I help others? Now, what is religion? It's that kind of bipolar effect. Greater and greater measures, depending on the amount of religion, depending about on the amount of deception, the belief system, that's being tossed back and forth between every wind and wave of doctrine. So, oh, do I help myself or do I help others? So now you're like, no, I'm not going to help anybody. I'm helping myself. That's what you just told me, right? No. And then they just no. go help the demon. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to need to help others to get your breakthrough. You're going to need to help others. So a lot of your helping of others is going to be naturally. So spiritually, you're building up your own spirit because here's the thing. What's going to grow a young spirit? The only thing that can grow a young spirit is the emanation of Shekinah glory. And until you've hit Keter of Isaiah, minimum, you don't have that engraving that continually emanates Shekinah. You do have the river of life streaming through Malkut within you. And you get a couple more rungs, it streams out more. But you're really just dealing with the baby stream of the river of life. It does nourish the angels, it does nourish your spirit, and it can nourish others. But if, especially if you're only on Malkut, or if you haven't been consistently righteous in the rungs that you're standing in currently, I would refrain from helping others spiritually because there's still so much mixture. Right? There's still so much pride and lust that's unfortunately still in the fallen nature. When you get really consistent in purity and righteousness, here's the thing. With the mixture, when you're, when you're emanating or when you're pouring that river, that mixture goes into the people that you're helping. So whatever that part is that's still wrong with you, you're propagating the enemy's seed line just by trying to be a good person, trying to help them, trying to give them advice and what worked for you. Again, unless you're in a like a military type squadron and you have a group together to refine because when you bring it to a group, it's refined in light. Especially with your leadership walking in so much light, it's refined by being brought into the light. That's why scripture says only iron can sharpen iron as a brother sharpens a brother. We want to say, well... I'm always iron. No, only the Holy Spirit's iron. That only refers to the Holy Spirit as iron. As it's written, the sword of my mouth, Jesus Christ, red letters of revelation. So the sword of his mouth is the iron. So anything that's not perfectly God can't sharpen another person. And when you're really young in the Lord, you've got a lot of zeal, but it's not a lot of the Holy Spirit inside mindedness. And so you need those 14 plus three, three years mm -hmm. of Paul in Arabia right. so that only the Holy Spirit is what's pouring out of us and his word, his teaching. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so once you hit Keter of Isaiah and every Keter that you go to consecutively for the trees, that inscription, once that is engraved within you, inscribed upon you, within, it continually emanates Shekinah glory. That's a name of God written on you. And it's a constant emanation. That's what nourishes a spirit. That's what nourishes the angels. That's why the angels want to be around someone who's like a fountain of Shekinah. It nourishes them. But then if you go away from righteousness and you go into wickedness, it all turns into slime. And then it's just like, ugh. 
you know, then it's like it'll be a river of demons instead. Yeah, you have either a river to God or mm -hmm. a mudslide into the abyss. Right. But there's nothing else here. So we here's what we do. We're like pigs returning to vomit, dogs returning to vomit. We Ooh. go into the water and then go into the mud. So infants, like pigs and dogs, and we've all done it. That's your infancy in Christ. Is going from living water into the mud. Mm -hmm. But then you learn how to stay clean in the water all the time. That's mm -hmm. called obedience to the spirit of Elijah. Amen. And that obedience is what will carry you up to the mountaintop because your whole internal life, your heart life, your mental life, your mind life, your emotional life is controlled by the Holy Spirit as is written, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's really good. So when it comes to you helping others as you're getting cleaned up, as you're growing your spirit, you know, if someone comes to you for help and you understand you're not really in a height to help nourish their spirit, but you're around the prophets, you're around the apostles, you're around Red Letter Ministries, what you can do is simply direct them to the Glory Life app for download. You can direct them to RLM TV. You know, they can get connected. They can get plugged in. They can become a part of the online community on Facebook and learn how to grow their spirit. We're putting all these materials together and we have so much right now. We have currently all of the materials that you need to go from Malkut of Asaya all the way up to Berea to receive a Neshama. So that's already been done. So there's no need to reinvent the wheel here or reteach so many things that have already been taught. This review of these specific things is simply so that you don't have to go so far back in time to try and find 10 years old material with the mixture that we were walking in in the past so that you can have the clearest, most fresh Rhema Word of God with clear instructions so that you can completely go up through Malkut to the very top of the mountain and then very easily from the top of the mountain go cosmic and have your feet firmly planted on the moon. As it's written in the book of Revelation, she was standing on the moon clothed in the sun. That's a picture of the bride of Christ. Now it's nice, oh well that's just for a far off time. Oh no, this for this generation. It's happening now. This isn't the church age. This we're is the kingdom age. Up. Yeah, we're catching up to the seventh week, and the seventh week is going to catch up with you. Religion, choo, even choo, amongst choo. the Holy Spirit people, guys, even the yeah. charismatic church has really stunted our growth. A lot of these prophecies, even from like Bob Jones, are for 2012 about living on the stars and living in the heavenlies and being continuously raptured. And not just in trances, but in mm -hmm. the, the, the sustainable Shekinah glory from living on the rungs. And it is, it's past due that we go into mm -hmm. true righteousness beyond the baptisms, mm -hmm. the laying on of hands, and the resurrection of dead. If the Father, and the Father has permitted for this generation to all go beyond just the elementary teachings of the church mm -hmm. age into the teachings of the heavenly age of heavenly Jerusalem and heavenly Israel, the 12 tribes of the Lamb of God and the 12 apostles of the Lamb of God. Imagine 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Those are the foundation stones of supernal Jerusalem. And now we've told you Jerusalem above is 
ever being built with living stones of people whose faith is mixed with works. Actions that please the Holy Spirit in obedience to the commandments that have come down from the Father of lights, who's the maker of everything. God the Father be praised in this place, in Jesus' name. So you can begin to have a vision for the eternal realm. And as you change in that place, become rock solid in living stones instead of dead stones. What are dead stones? Just living in the self-nature. Just living in a skull with no purpose for the living Father. So all life and light come from God. That's what the Bible says. I am the light of the world, which means there's no light in this universe except Jesus Christ. What about the sun? It's Jesus Christ. What about the moon? It's Jesus Christ. You read about it, Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says that in the Old Testament. God's names were inscribed upon these realms that emit light. It's written in the Word. He has written and named the stars. So all light that's in the world, listen, don't even... Make yourself a judge of the stars. Mm -hmm. Don't make yourself a judge of angels. What you need to do is make yourself a a sacrifice of the word of God on an altar of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so the Holy Spirit can mature your soul to be accurate in your discerning of spirits, to grow in wisdom through refiner's fire. Less hypocrisy, less judgmentalism, less criticalness. Mm -hmm of yourself and others. Get all those demons, all that sin out of you. It's all sin. It's all from the clippeth. It's all from the Satan's. Mm-hmm. The Satan's job is to fill human temples with dirt and dust and debris and snakes and scorpions. Remember Jacob's well? Mm-hmm. What did the Philistines do? Or what did the enemy camp do? They came and filled Jacob's well with scorpions and snakes and poison mm-hmm. so that they couldn't drink to water their flocks, cutting off the water of life and cutting off the ability to produce finances from feeding flocks, which was their monetary economy of that day. So you have to unstop all those sins from the inside out, like getting uncorked in your spirit, loosed in your spirit, then loosed in your soul, then loosed in your mind, and then loosed in your senses last. And all of them need to be loosed for the river of Jesus Christ to be flowing out of you. Now, don't just use the river for the feelings of it. That's the temptation. And that's where a lot of people went astray in the drunken glory. That was like, I've arrived just because I can feel the river. Right. That's the kind of people, they'll go into the Bible study and freak out and stop reading the Bible because, well, I just didn't feel any ecstasy. I felt condemnation. I didn't feel good. I I just wasn't feeling the glory on it. I'm like, it's the Bible. You got to eat it. Yeah, first and foremost. Eat to survive. When you lose the river, the, if the word of God, it, it makes you cringe. You weren't in the river anyway because the, the devil has a river of sewage. Right. If you read Anna Roundtree's Heaven Awaits the Bride, recommended, required, Red Letter Ministries reading, Heaven Awaits the Bride by Anna Roundtree. When they go into the pit of the red dragon, there was a counterfeit river in there. And all the false Christians thought the river of sewage was the river of Jesus Christ's life. They thought that was the river of life of Revelation 22. And they had clowns in front of this makeup-caked whore of Babylon they thought was the bride of Christ. And they thought the clowns were the prophets, didn't they? That's exactly what the book says. And if you've been around the charismatic church for five minutes, you know it's the truth anyhow. So we're beginning to come further and further away from the clowns 
and away from the Horror of Babylon, the River of Sewage, mm-hmm. the Red Dragon, and all of his pride, and all of his ways. And we're beginning to teach and discern accurately what the Clippeth does, so we can make good decisions in the valley mm-hmm. to mo- move towards the mountain to serve mm-hmm. the righteous Shekinah glory of Jesus Christ's throne. Amen. And as you're taking steps away from religion, let's keep in mind those foxes that we're catching tonight. Well, do I help myself or do I help others? You're going to be externally helping people naturally, and that's going to greatly help and benefit your spiritual growth and progress. These are usually going to be acts of humility. Uh, these are going to be things like maybe helping clean, helping set up, uh, tithing, offering. Uh, it's going to be something in the natural realm, maybe being excellent at your job and your workplace, right? This week, by this week, you should never be complaining at work at your job. There should never be a complaint coming out of your mouth. I don't remember which Bible. Boy, I was tested in that tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh man, trying to get all this ready for two hours. Whew. I don't even know if I passed. Oh, we passed. We get in. Yeah, get in. The glory broke through yes. big time. Yeah, it's very uh, nice. Uh, if you end up in the neshama, you <laughs> no pass. No complaining in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If you're being mm-hmm. tested, it's to produce more Shekinah. Yep. Get through it with a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like Jesus, he was silent before his mm-hmm. shearers. Just don't even say anything because mm-hmm. the pressure is so strong in the mm-hmm. midst of a test and trial. Just don't even say anything. And just, you know, they call it bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. And then once the bullet's gone, it's like... <gasps> Oh, yes, we overcame. Hallelujah. I, I like to call it shut my mouth ministries. I remind myself. It's really wonderful, Sue. You can just remember this week at work or at home when your spouse is manifesting the demonic. <laughs> shut my mouth ministries. And then so you can have a lot of peace. And we have all kinds of prayers that you can There's pray. There's a lot of glory of zipping it and yeah. throwing away the key. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I don't remember which Bible version this was. But I think this was in like 2016 or 17, I found this Bible verse in my prayer closet time. And it said, Jesus never complained. He said he never complained. And I looked at it, and I was like, what? And then I had to reassess my entire life. That's what makes you God. <laughs> Jesus said he never complained. The evidence that he is the Messiah. And I just, I w- it shook me because I was trying to write down Bible verses and then trying to live them. That was part of my journey through the levels Only of Malkut. Only Jesus can do that. Hey, you asked him into your heart, but I got him in right. spirit form and he's invisible and I'm a natural creature. That's uh-huh. why only faith pleases him. You're well on your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So that's actually a really fun thing. Uh, taking little pieces of paper, <laughs> not for a monkey to write notes on it for you in class, but to write down what Jesus did. Those things, yeah. yeah. I used to make those too. Those are fun little, that was, was that your initiation into the occult? I knew it. I knew it. Notes. All paper is for origami. <laughs> or the starting fires in your backyard, that's what we use. For, yeah, we use that too. Years, Cereal boxes, paper. paper. No, I use it Recyclables for or burnables. and BB luxury perfume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so that was one of the nice exercises was... My early days of studying the Bible and feeling God's presence in a little prayer closet. And I would write down what I would find in the Bible, what Jesus did. And then I would 
try to live like that for that week. And so you could take the little card with you or leave it in the closet and come back and look at it and maybe put it in fun colors or whatever. But when I came to this one, I felt really challenged. It said, he never complained. And I was just like, I didn't remember where I was reading. I was just shook. It shook me to the fiber of my being because I complained at work so much. But, oh, I have to stay late, man. Man, it's so blah, 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 you know. Man, there's so many people coming in. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, it's so hot. Like, everything about being a human is so wrong. You know, it's just uh, complaining. Some people also need, as you grow in wisdom mm. of the Word of God, okay, the Word, now listen to me, for promotion in the marketplace, and this is something I saw Shadrach was talking about on his broadcast uh, this morning. I know it's evening there, but it's morning in the U.S., and it's so nice to wake up and watch his broadcast. Thank you, Shadrach. And he was talking about the success and the promotion in the marketplace and the increase there. The word of God is the key to success. Mm -hmm. What are the keys of the kingdom? I will give you the keys of the kingdom to open doors that no one can close. These doors are always upward in every aspect of society. It's never just a lateral key. It's, it's always, even if it seems lateral, it is a gradual uphill. Okay, every door, it's a little bit more up. We're going up. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're going up to the high places and they get a lot higher than you can imagine. But the word is the key. So when your spirit man is eating the word, mm -hmm. the keys can come right out of you and open the doors. So if you have a door down here, a door to an office building, a door to a business, a door to a Fortune 500 company, a door to a big business deal, that door can be opened through a key already in the word of God. And if it can't, the Bible says you can close that door to, for it to never be opened again. That is an inheritor's right mm -hmm. as a son of Israel and a son of Jesus Christ. That you have the rights to the word of God. Now it's the same Bible y'all got already. Now it's learning how to use the tools as a spirit being that has a soul that lives in a body. Who's ascending wor worlds and more than a conqueror conquering worlds. You know, the main world you're going to conquer is going to be economics, governments, militaries, education. There really are seven mountains mm -hmm. that the enemy built with. you got to conquer them all mm -hmm. with the one mountain Zion, which is Jesus Christ, a pebble in you that grows up to be the largest mountain that devours the other mountains of the entire world. Now, Jesus is already that big. He's the fullness of the Father, it is written, the exact outrain brilliance of God the Father's Shekinah light. Hebrews 1.3, it is written, which means you already have that potential in you. Now it's just a deeper relationship on earth. Fully Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, inside-minded. What can that potential do? Now my thoughts and intentions are judged as to why I want the door to open. Why do you even want the key? Is it for Jesus to serve his kingdom, to serve his will, his purposes? Or is it something selfish for you, just in Malkut of Isaiah, in the lowest rung, to have some temporary pleasure or to pass on an inheritance to your nefesh fleshly children? You know, those intentions have to be burned on an altar of fire and everything has to be done for God as it's written. He is the God of all. He's the God of all the ages. He's the God of everything. It is written, which means... If it's not for him, it's a dead work. So that's how you test an action. And don't just say, well, it's my emotional attachment to this thing. I'm going to give it to God. I've heard that garbage 
from immature Christians by the thousands over the years. God initiates the idea. It's a seed. God gives the seed to the sowers. These seeds are ideas. They're witty inventions. They are the potential of the Word of God to become a key, to open a business door, to open a relationship door. God almost always will have a spouse for someone, and it's a key. But if you go out and do it apart from the key and the Word and the Spirit and just find your own spouse because God said you're going to have a spouse, you'll destroy your whole life. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure He's the God of all, and the intentions and everything are subject to His judgment. And if it's not subject to His judgment, you're in sin a thousand percent of the time. That's why you want to test everything in fire, which is tested in his judgment. Get around his apostles and prophets. Get around the sapphire stones, mm-hmm. the fiery stone of the seraphim of Isaiah 6. Touch it. like mm-hmm. and it, Isaiah the prophet just combusted, just incinerated. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm undone, a man of unclean. No, he's the greatest prophet in Israel before Isaiah 6. He's undone the most worthless scum of the wor- world, the scum of the earth, after Isaiah 6. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the father just begins to billow through him because he touched a sapphire stone. Mm-hmm. That's when you come to the end of yourself and the beginning of God's self. Come on. Amen. That's so good. Yeah, you're going to need all the wisdom of the ages that's been brought to you essentially on a silver platter no one else has ever had it any better all the information and the anointing and the shekinah and the emanations all in one place conveniently from your cell phone in your pocket like these are the things people long to look into and here it is on the internet amen well a lot of the societal reform of cities and nations is going to come through Holy Ghost anointed industry experts. And that's the truth anyhow. Your excellence in your job is not just about your nefesh making money for husband nefesh, wife nefesh, and the little baby nefeshes at home. And so they can have a good nefesh name and a good nefesh house. And then they all... How do you know that an enemy is in your midst? Their mind is not subject to the Holy Spirit. So any of you watching right now whose minds are not submitted to the Holy Holy Spirit, (coughs) loose! You need to cry out to the Holy Ghost because you're an enemy. And you need to submit your mind to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit has control of your mind and you're involved with the Holy Spirit saying and doing right now through His anointed apostles... You begin to walk in the fire of God. You begin to walk in the Shekinah glory. But there are a lot of you watching right now whose minds are not submitted to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. So say out loud, I submit my mind to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ to participate with the cloud of the witnesses of the kingdom of heaven today. I'm not going to live in a state of delusion in my own mind doing something apart from the Holy Spirit. That's rebellion. Get that rebellion out of here and out of your lives and submit your minds to the power of the Holy Spirit coming forth now. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, you need a spirit of wisdom. You need the spirit of wisdom. Spirit of love and a sound mind. But you can't have a sound mind if you're in religion. That's why the religious demon has got to go. The religious demon of lukewarmness has got to go. All those complacent, I'm just satisfied in living my nefesh's best life. 
while having the appearance of godliness. While I'm enjoying the river, I like the presence of God, I do nice things, I pray, I see miracles. Are you close to God? Do you know Him? Have you learned to love? How do you learn how to love? You learned to know Jesus. He said, this is eternal life, is to know me. That's what Jesus said. So, to walk in love, you must know Jesus because he is love. He's the source of love. So, to the extent that you know him, which is being circumcised on sapphire stones, knowing him, he's the Shekinah. He's the Aleph and the Tav. The beginning and the end of the emanations of Shekinah is Jesus, the angel of Yahweh. Yadeh Vaveh Sevyat, Lord of Hosts. Angel armies, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. But how do you know him? To know his emanations means you have to be a vessel that can receive light. To be a vessel that can receive light, that sapphire stone has to be circumcised, the foreskin has to be removed, and then that shell or that little part that peels back, the membrane has to be peeled back. It's a two-step process, remember, of circumcision. In the history of Jewish circumcision, which was an external shadow of the things to come, was a two-step process. Cutting the foreskin, removing the membrane. So, that circumcision of each one of those sapphire stones, which is the pattern after which you were created, all things are created. What? The tabernacle? The dwelling? He wants to make you his dwelling. But if there's all kinds of nasty creatures, he doesn't want to live there. At least it needs cleaned. <laughs> you know, if I opened up my apartment door to you, and you saw camels and asses and pigs and crazy birds flying everywhere and an alligator in the bathroom, you wouldn't want to stay here. You'd be like, oh god, get me out of here. This is hell. I'm not living here. Why do you think God's going to be any different? You expect him to live in that pig trough? No! He's God! He doesn't have to live in that. He wants a nice house. Don't you want something, at least minimum, for your house? Like what you see on HGTV? Well, why would you give God anything less? Well, God's just God and he's just perfect. He's not going to live in anything less than even your standard of HGTV perfection. The new covenant is building his celestial house. Mm -hmm every day of your christian life <laughs> what we've turned it into is just dead works down here strange fire and christian bewitchment of galatians 3 1 but truly the building of the new testament is infinite guys the building of the new covenant is eternal building which means we're building into the eternities when we begin in our born again life amen so at the end of this time, when Jesus Christ, for all who want to enter his kingdom, whether it's as a disembodied spirit hanging out in heaven until everything's done and there's a resurrection, or in the twinkling of an eye when everything comes to a halt and, you know, it's time for the... It's time! When it's time, it's time, right? The Father knows the time. When Jesus asks you... Did you learn how to love? Well, how can you learn how to love? Did you know Jesus? You can't love unless you know him in measures. Amen. So, for the people who knew him 
on Malkut. Maybe it was just a little chipping away at that foreskin of Malkut. And you know what? They stopped slandering. And that a little bit more light came through, even through the membranes and the barriers. More light came through. And they were able to learn how to love a little more. And that might have been very challenging for them, but they did it. By the grace of God, they did it. So it's all about loving as Jesus loves more and more. Do you know him? If you know him, you can learn how to love. To love him is to obey his commands. And his commandments are not burdensome. So as you get fully circumcised in Malkut, including that membrane peeled back, so it's just perfect Malkut of holiness standing on the moon, so much more light comes in. That's your first time of having a whole gemstone without foreskin and membrane. Which means those are the things that block the light. There's a lot more light. So you can see better. You know him. That's your first taste of knowing a whole gemstone of his body. And so that is amazing. That's like the best of the best of the people who didn't launch from Malkut and go cosmic. That's like top of the mountain. It's amazing. You know him. And it's there's nothing better. Oh, but then there's more. But they, do you remember? They always say in the glory stream, there's always more. There's more. Do we really believe it? How much more? If you ask your father in heaven, mm. how much more Woo. will he give you the A Holy Spirit? More. So Jesus said you can always have more of the Holy Spirit. When you know the Holy Spirit more than just on earth, but you begin to go in the heavens, you know him as the Shekinah. Amen. The angel of Shekinah is knowing the Holy Spirit in the cosmos. And that's how you're going to fly. Like a chariot of Elijah. Like in a whirlwind of grace, of his word. Knowing him. So when Jesus asked, did you learn how to love? Well, you learn how to love on Malkut. And there's light radiating and he unveils the door of Enoch. And you go up to Yasad. And that's when you really start to deal with, am I going to be pure? Am I going to embrace the purity of Joseph, who was a type and a shadow of Jesus, who would come later? And when that gets fully circumcised and the membrane peeled back, it's all circumcised. Glorious light. That's the kingdom and the power. You start to taste of the power of the cosmic realms. And then you go on. All oh, the power, and who's the glory for? And on Hod, the Kabod, who's the wine? I mean, the when you're first on Hod, oh man, the Kabod. It's, it's your first taste of the supernal realms of wine. It's so intoxicating and so glorious. And the tests just seem to increase on those spheres. And then Netza, and you deal with Noah, you deal with the resting of the ark. The morning and the evening star. Who is your real light? If you settle for the light of what you think is the morning star when you see Venus glowing, when you see Netza glowing when you go cosmic, it absorbs so much light, the shell of Netza seems to be glowing. Most people at first glance will think it's what Ezekiel saw in his vision, and in part he did see that in his vision. It's in the Hebrew, the shell that he did see it. So people think it's like the most amazing Ezekiel-like experience and they're literally just seeing the shell of the enemy side absorbing the glory. Ooh, rainbow! Ooh, glory! 
Oh, and it's just like, ah, Jesus Christ, the morning star, son of righteousness. Don't stop until you get into the sun. Don't settle for that first morning star. The last star visible before the sun rises is Venus. So keep going. There's more. More purity. More holiness. Learning to hate the imposters, right? Hate the counterfeit love. Hate the counterfeit glory. Hate all the counterfeit. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate the the songbirds of the enemy side. Hate everything. I'm like, hate ever is hate everything ministries until I get into the sun. Like because the enemy sends you so yeah, many counterfeits. Scorning the shame, as yeah. it's written. He's scorn, scorning everything mm -hmm. for the joy of being with the mm -hmm. Father in the fullness of glory. You have to do mm -hmm. it to rise. Amen. And then Tiferet in the sun, it's like, are you going to stay within the boundary stones of the Sephirot? Are you going to wander out into cosmic unrighteousness and come back in? It's a lot more severe on Malkut, on the earth, when you come in and out of the kingdom. People do it a lot because the consequences, sometimes they're severe, but a lot of times they feel like they can get away with a lot. The reason why it doesn't feel as severe most of the time, unless you're like a repeat, repeat, repeat offender, is because there's so much less light of God's glory on Malkut. The way the filtration system of the Sephirot works is that even the wicked are allowed to be alive right now, because so everyone can have a chance to repent and learn how to love. So as you go up higher, you're closer to the light. You're beyond those filters are opened up. Everything you go higher, you're closer to the throne of God, and you're circumcised on those sapphire stones. A circumcised sapphire stone receives light of the emanations of God, and it can transmit light. So in his light, we see light. So as you go closer, there's much less and less wiggle room for what you can, quote-unquote, get away with it, you know, get away with something. It doesn't work. The higher you go up, it doesn't. You can't. You literally, you know, get taken out or die. Um, it, it, or yeah. you'll hurt yourself or hurt... Like, like, think about Jesus in <laughs> Gethsemane. Yeah. You know, the fallen angel is coming, but he's got nothing in me. So each rung, you got to make sure, not by your own judgment, but by the judgment of the holy angels, because they're the ones that help you inherit salvation with salvation, clean by God's judgment. If you're unclean by the judgment of God, that's not salvation. That area incurs wrath. And that's a new covenant concept, that there is wrath towards the wicked, the sinner, the disobedient, and the sexually immoral. It is written. So the wrath is an absolute judgment. Now, the scourges and, and all of that stuff towards you is embracing a judgment as bringing that stuff into hell, out of you. And so you want to do that while you're breathing. You want to do that while you're believing and walking with Jesus. You can incur the full judgment seat of Christ in this life entirely. In fact, you'll have to to get on sapphire stones. I can tell you right now, the only way you're going to get on sapphire stones is the full embracement of the white throne judgment seat of Christ. And it's a perfect cleansing 
without any of your judgments, discernments, ideas, all that human stuff, all that religious stuff, all your own interpretations, your individual Holy Spirit rebellion, all that stuff that we deal with when we're infants in Christ, we all deal with that, gets obliterated. And there's just one judge on the throne that has just terminated everything that's not him. So you're clear in one Holy Spirit through judgment. Then you can ascend to the next rung. Amen. Amen. While we're on the notes of anti-religion, going back to those tying up of those two foxes of do I help others? Do I help myself? What do I do? As you're taking care of your own spirituality, as in feasting on the word of God, going through the master class, you're getting the daily bread, you want to make sure you're taking care of your home and hygiene. Right? So before you're helping others with their homes and their things or you know, especially before you're helping others spiritually, I would say at least conquer one world before you're helping others spiritually. There's a reason why they call Mm -hmm. them unclean spirits in the gospel. Right. Unclean spirits. Demons love disorder, chaos. They love the body odor. They love the the Mm -hmm. stink and the stench. And I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. a type and picture of hell. Mm -hmm. It attracts (laughs) demons. Hell smells like open sewage. Heaven smells like BB Luxury Perfumer. Amen. Speaking of which, <laughs> that birthday cake, how much have we sold of the birthday cake Guys, perfume? Last month, I released it on the third. I sold over two gallons of BB Luxury birthday cake perfume. It's the highest selling perfume of all time in our history. I'm on my third bottle, so pray for me, okay? Like, or we need, it was like someone orders for a 10% yeah. discount. <laughs> We'll have to go on there and put the August 1 or August 10 for 10% off. Oh, nice. You're paying full price today. That's good. You need to. Okay, okay. Maybe even double that double price. Double price because it's such a bestseller. Anytime I spray that around Overcome any... Overcome your poverty spirit and just take that price and double it. Any of the girls I've sprayed that around are just like, what is that? You know, <laughs> it's so good. I'm just like, oh, you know. It's amazing. So I'm so blessed by that. That's really fun. But going back to smells and fragrances mm, and yeah. scents, we go, we we diffuse mm. the fragrance of Christ everywhere. It Amen. is written. <laughs> so there's a fragrance of the unclean spirit, and that unclean spirit, the sin has a fragrance, and it smells putrid to the holy angels and the more angelic you get the more sensitive your senses are exercised Mm -hmm. bob jones says your senses turn gold in the supernal i'm allergic to sin like when a when a cloud of sin dust comes by like in a car that wants to attack us or kill us we can usually tell they're coming to try and kill us because i'll start coughing or sneezing because i'm allergic to sin i've seen it and and right i was like we're in if we're in a car and driving and i start choking or coughing or sneezing because it's making i'm allergic animals High on marijuana, yeah. hot box yeah. in their car. She'll start coughing a block away. Yeah, and then they, about another block here they come, and they're like Just on a demonic assignment yeah. trying to hurt us. Just bring that pure silver yeah. rua of the white dove yeah. and just smite their evil spirits. Smite their unclean spirits and smite your yeah. dirty laundry pile. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so like I was, we were, it was kind of funny. We're in the car there and I'm like, yeah, we're literally allergic to sin. Like, <laughs> Well, the truth is when you go from Shekinah to Shekinah, your senses get glorified and heightened to be angelic. Yeah. You're a new creature in Christ. All things are new. Well, they begin mm-hmm. new. 
And then they continue to grow in newness. They continue to grow in heights from glory mm -hmm. to glory, dimension to dimension, rung to rung. Mm -hmm. And your senses begin to be heightened to be used like angels all the time. So your eyes are seeing in much different frequencies and colors and lights all the time. Why? Because Shekinah, like a river, is pouring out of your eyes. So any sense that's exercised from sin and purified, consecrated for God the Father's service, not your service, that's Balaam. Mm -hmm. So you can you can yeah. get cleansed and then use it for some kind of self-promotional, self-prophetic thing. Right. And if the intentions are evil, I mean, that person's going to the lowest pit. And ask me for, for a word. The, ask me for a word. Facebook but prophets if for that the charge Father's money, like, throne and the throne word. of the Lamb, then the Shekinah will pour through the senses without measure. As it's written, anyone sent from my presence will receive my anointing without measure. And that anointing flows through your eyes, nose, mouth, ears, and touch mm -hmm. gates from the inside out constantly. Amen. That's why some of you need to just stop going online. I know it's not many, very many of you anymore, but you might notice people doing this to you now that you've stopped doing it. I don't know. You can let me know, but this is very common on your journey rising, is that people will start sending you links to all kinds of charismatic bewitched uh, Christians. And I feel fire burning in my heart as I'm talking right now. Yeah, burn that stuff and, up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, did it? Did our hearts not burn within us as we as we walked along the way? I feel this is the Lord's heart for somebody. When people send you all these links to all these charismatic preachers, and you want to ask someone who's reliable or you think might be reliable, hey, can you tell me what you think about this ministry? Hey, can you tell me? Yeah, it's fire. I feel a fire right now. This is really tender to the Lord's heart. What, when, what you need to do is not just sending links around to try and verify if that's going to help you. You need to get into the Word of God and learn the Holy Ghost highlights because that's the voice of God speaking to you. That's going to be a lot of times your first encounter of consistently hearing the voice of God and that translates into all other walks of life that's how you learn his voice that's why no matter how it makes you feel whether it's good or bad put the word of God into your eyes my and sheep, in your ears hear my voice we say mm -hmm. oh the voice of Jesus his voice is the person of the Holy Ghost my sheep know the one true Holy Ghost mm -hmm. like a cloud Amen. And that will cleanse your senses, like Brandon was saying. So when you have a clear nose, this is what I do. If there's something that even passes by on my screen, it's if it smells terrible in the spirit. Oh, God. Oh, you just click away. Oh, God. I don't even have to look at their doctrine. If it smells like a putrid vial, vomit and 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 feces and open sewage or it smells like rotten eggs you know it's oil, not a holy right angel on, like uh, you, there'd be whole seasons you guys where yeah. i'd be dealing with just open sewage hell because it was just such a mess and in, in the elijah mantle for 15 years of prophetic ministry before i got into sapphire stones and there'd be so much open stench from the sin just pouring off of all kinds of areas of people human souls and rebellion everywhere i would have to put essential oils on my mustache just to do ministry because it was like mm -hmm. open it was like working on corpses like dead yeah working for dead bodies they oh have like gosh. little things for they do for years i did that you guys mm -hmm. yeah and so instead of messaging your five closest friends or your most spiritual friends or you know 
taking up the time of teachers and apostles and prophets like hey is this okay hey what do you think about this you know cleanse your senses go on a spiritual diet a healthy spiritual diet of the bible enoch jubilees Jasher, go through the, the recommended RLM recommended reading. RLM recommend recommended reading, and then we have our YouTube Pilgrim's playlist. Progress. Yeah, Pilgrim's Progress is so Final good. Final Quest, all of them. Heaven awaits the bride, mm -hmm. and just burn the devil out of all. And of you. yeah, and Bible, Bible, Bible. If and, like again and again and again. It's only the devil in you mm -hmm. holding you down in the earth. I'm not gonna lie to you, mm -hmm. Sue. It's the devil out there. No, it's the devil in you. His uh -huh. sins are in you. And that's why you're on that rung mm -hmm. still. When you don't have them in you, Enoch and Enoch's door opens up on the top of the mountain of transfiguration. So just being on that rung means that there's all kinds of animal stuff that you have yet to burn on the altar of the Holy Spirit. And and you have to understand that and agree with it, then burn it like a faithful priest. Samuel, my faithful priest. Well, that's just Samuel. No, that's anyone that rises with Elijah becomes a faithful priest like Samuel. 100% of the true bride of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so get sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, some people don't like to read the Bible for long periods of time because it feels boring. It's... You don't even have to care about whether it feels boring to you at the time. A lot of people get really like glory stream religious with this. They'll say, I, you know, you have to feel the presence of God. You have to feel the ecstasy. You have to feel some warm, loving. Okay. It might feel like a demon's getting ripped out of your skin. That's fine. It's all good. You might feel fluffy bunnies and angel clouds and feathers and ecstasy. That's fine. If the word is still a dead letter. That means you're dead. So if just the word's keep coming alive out the pages, that means you, you've never fed your spirit before. So you need to read it until you come alive. It will deal mm -hmm. with death. It'll deal with sin. It'll deal with familiar spirits. It'll deal with character flaws. The word of God is the genetics mm -hmm. of God the Father himself. The scripture on the pages is the genetic coding of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have the mm -hmm. genetics of God in the written word and the spoken mm -hmm. word and when it gets inside you and gets through you you change mm -hmm. you go from glory to glory yeah and apart from the master class if you're really into some of like the dna and geneticist stuff i've got um on red letter ministries youtube my playlist is still on there it says rebecca there's some older stuff on there there's some good stuff on dna activations and different you know the, some of those first taste experiences on the sapphire stones of encounters with dna changes and transformations so those are um of oh yeah you the feather isn't that nice i keep this little pen this pink feather yeah, pen that's yeah, so cool isn't it nice oh uh, yeah i just want to hold it on her yeah you can i like Amen. Sorry to distract you. No, There's it's good. So many interesting prophetic items on this table. Oh, yeah. Speaking of prophetic items, do you want to reach into the box of truth? Oh, whoa. Okay, okay. And, you know, you know the <laughs> box of truth. You're into the song, The Box this of Truth. This is a fun aspect to Tells this me a different temporary story. studio. There's a box of truth. And it's full of truth. <laughs> and it's full of truth. And so he's going to tell us the truth here in just a moment. And we're going to stick our hand into the Ark of Dynamite. Yes. 
and see if Yadavave loves us. Oh yeah. man. Does he love me? John three sixteen. <laughs> All right. For God so loved the world he does. Wow. that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Look at that. There's like 300 verses in there. Mm -hmm. I got the one confirming God loves us. Amen. (laughs) And so that's what makes it easy to go through and study the Bible is you know he loves you and you know he wants you to read his word. And you know, I find with all these rabbinical scrolls that we're studying, writings, teachings, oral tradition, all these fun things, I'm finding another common theme. And that common theme is go to the Torah study, whatever it is, whether it's easy or difficult. And what they say is when it's difficult and you don't understand, even when you study, right? The revelation is not coming or you don't understand. Just simply continue to study it until that light pierces through and the understanding comes because the Torah is so strong. That's why they call it Oz, the might, the the might, the Oz of Torah, right? You're trying to become a wizard of Oz, okay? You're trying to become a wizard of Torah, which simply means your belief in the strength of God's word on its own, which is Jesus Christ, is enough to set you free. Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, the word will eventually just crack open from the inside and shards of light begin to pour out of you because the word of God came directly from the brightness of the Father. And so it's just a matter of time before Mm. it hatches you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And it's so fun. That's why I like little things like feather pens and little boxes, cool looking boxes with Bible verses in them. You know, you can hang pictures on the wall. I used to post sticky notes. Man, the truth is, when you start to get up here in the greater Shekinah, in the cosmic realms, everything is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. every last minuscule detail mm-hmm. of existence is singing God's praises, is prophesying. Like, I'm seeing colors in my pigeons. I got a pigeon feeder, and I got just flocks mm-hmm. of pigeons. And, I, and details, and the colors, and the browns, and the whites, and the rainbow around their so neck. So fun. And it, it's opened up creation to me to enjoy the Creator. I've never understood creation like this because the Shekinah has never been this bright through my senses. When you press into the Word, it gives you keys to go deeper into the Shekinah of the Father mm-hmm. to be in the Creator's perspective over creation. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you have His heart for creation too. Amen. That's why I keep feeding yourself the Word of God. Put it in continually. And if you find yourself worried about what if I am in a religious spirit doing it, well, don't worry. The word of God is strong enough to break that off. Just be asking the Lord for the freedom. And I'm sure you do mm-hmm. have a religious spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone on earth does. That's, that's something mm-hmm. common to all men, that you have an idol of whatever God you believe in, whether it's a God or self or whatever belief system. Everyone has a God. Everyone has a black box on their forehead, right? Everyone's got that Teflon black box in their forehead with scripture in it. What's the scripture? The engravings of what you think is God. Doesn't mean it's the God of Israel or Yadavavhe Jesus Christ. 
it's whatever is in the center of your forehead. So the, the black box has to be sealed away mm-hmm. for a thousand years in your forehead to remove mm-hmm. the mark of being just mm-hmm. a nefesh animal on earth or mm-hmm. beast. And that mark is knowledge, right? It's knowledge about God. It's what you believe. And so he's changing what we believe, but we've got to get into the word of God. Here's the thing. If you're sincere with your intention, truly, it will benefit you despite having bondage. Now, why do I tell you don't worry about the religious demon? Because it is written, do not worry. So you already know you're going to be dealing with religion. Why would you add and heap sin on top of that by worrying or by fearing? Do not fear, it is written. So you're only going to add well, to your worry problems. Worry not about tomorrow's yeah. problems. Yeah. And worry about nothing. Cast your cares to the yeah. Lord Jesus Christ. No. It's learning how to walk with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will lead you perfectly. The closer you walk to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, the better and higher the quality of your life on earth and in the heavenlies will always be. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is the only Savior on earth. And it's uncomfortable, but the reality is the only reason why people end up in religious demons is because insincerity. You have to be insincere to end up in religion. And everyone does. It's because... The thoughts and intents of the heart, even if you think you're being authentic, you think you're being sincere, your intentions are not pure. Unless you're like walking in the 10 weeks perfection of Jesus Christ already, your intentions need purified. And so that's one of the daily prayers that I do is Don't let be my surprised thoughts... when that stuff bubbles up to the surface. Right. As is written, everything in darkness in you mm-hmm. will be brought into the light of the word of God. That's a good thing. That's called sanctification. The more mm-hmm. of that, the cleaner you are because the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. taking over the temple from the inside. The problem is you've been deceived into thinking you're much better than you actually are. And you're not. And so there could be a lot of cognitive dissonance when those things come to the surface. Oh my gosh, how did that get here? It's been there. It's just been hiding under religion and the appearance of good this whole time. When you examine your own heart with the white throne judgment seat of Christ because you want the Holy Spirit to really purify you because you love him more than anything else, it's, it's humbling. And that's part of the humbling of putting the animal on the altar of the Holy Ghost and burning it before the altar of God the Father's throne in heaven. Because it reveals there is nothing good in any man or woman except Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's it. Amen. And so when it comes to the intentions, and now you realize, oh, my intentions, even if I think they're pure, even if I try to make them pure on my own, they cannot be purified of human will. It's not possible just to will and to wish or just to try and to think away, you know, or to self-help your way. It literally is going to take God. So what you can do, and this is something that I do, this is on a daily or almost daily basis, let my intentions be purified. Because what the intention that you look inside of yourself and you believe this is my intention, this is I've got a true intention. God does give some merit for those who are without guile on a human level. Now, here's the thing. That's, see that like a thread or a tassel. And on the inside or underneath those threads, there's another color hidden. And even under that one, there's another one hidden. In your subconscious mind, in your unconscious mind, there are hidden thoughts and hidden intentions. Those are where visions are stored a lot of times of 
uh, unclean imagery. Those things that creep into your imagination long before it touches your imagination and you wonder why it's hard to keep the imagination clean, you gotta deal with the subconscious and the unconscious mind. Because that's where it comes from. And the, the problem is that the individual is not going to be aware of that, of it existing, unless someone comes and brings the light there and shines the light, or they have a divine intervention and God unveils it through, you know, dreams, visions, or the knowing, right? The knowing will come. Some people, they speak that prophetic language. God speaks to you. He'll bring the knowing to you, and you just know God spoke to you. So when it comes to the intentions, you have to do your part, right? That's part of the Jewish way is we do our part, and God does his. Certainly, he does his part. Because it's not work. It's not works of your own merit, but you do have to do works, and you do have to merit. His covenants are amazing, aren't they? Amen. I love the covenants of God, the covenant of Abraham, the covenant of Moses, the covenant of Noah, the covenant of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And these covenants, guys, what are they? They're deals with God. It's a real, eternal deal with the maker of heaven and earth. And there is no other God except Jesus Christ and his Father. Amen. So when you're making deals with God, it's covenant. It's no joke. I mean, he will hold you to it. And if you break the covenant, you will be destroyed. Your father's a shrewd businessman. This teddy bear dad idea that we have in, in Christianity, this hyper grace movement right now going around the planet is so toxic, so slimy, so poisonous. It removes the fear of the Lord that's healthy because you don't understand his true nature, his power. You get delusional. Like, there will be no punishment for sins. Next thing you know, you're in universalism or some kind of craziness. Mm -hmm. You need a healthy balance between hased and gavura, yep. judgment and loving kindness. And if you don't have the balance between hased and gavura, judgment, gavura, hased, loving kindness, you might get totally out of whack and say, it's all love, it's all mercy. That's the lamb without the lion. Or you might get out of whack and just be a roaring lion all the time like a gavura, which means might in Hebrew, but you don't have any mercy. You don't have any grace. That's equally dangerous, a lion without the lamb. Mm -hmm. But maturity is knowing both the lion and the lamb, the gavura and the hased in perfect mm -hmm. balance in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the whole point of getting into the sun is learning balance between those two. So when that sun to fret rises, and it will rise as you go up sapphire stones, and burn up all the dross of all the sapphire stones within you so that that image in our image you know in the image of god he created them male and female to restore that image of original design without the sephirotic foreskins and that membrane that blocks light that's it dust of the flesh. Covered in ten worlds of foreskins down in Malkut of Asaya. <laughs> no, that's the truth anyhow. Yeah, it is the truth. You get circumcised every rung as you go up into the tenth week. Amen. Amen. And it's a wonderful journey. And on this journey, you start to realize that all the good and the bad things that happen to you, it, none of it misses God's eye. You think he's not seeing everything? Sometimes people have problems rectifying why 
bad things happen to supposedly good people. And then we find that there's nothing good about us as people. Only God is good. So, how is that encouraging? The more of God that's formed inside of you, the more good there is emanating Shekinah from within you. That's when the Apostle said that it would be no longer I who's living in me, but Christ. It's Christ being formed in you. That's how you learn how to love. You know Him. Knowing Him is eternal life. Knowing Him is knowing His body and His blood. If you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot be my disciple. What's a disciple of Jesus? One who's continually getting to know Him. By what? Following Him. How? Up the ascension, His death, His resurrection, and His ascension on sapphire stones. The ascended Christ. stone is the faith of the patriarch, matriarch, and yep. corresponding angelic prince. Gabriel, Uriel, Michael, Phanuel, uh, Raphael, all the angelic princes, the matriarchs, patriarchs of the cloud of witnesses, they correspond their faith and those rungs, and it becomes your faith. As it's written, how can I live for him? His life flows through me, except by faith. So I no longer live the life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God, it is written. So the life that pleases God is the life of faith. What kind of faith? Celestial, supernal, sapphire, mm -hmm. stone faith. How do we get it? Well, it starts right on earth. So right, right on earth, you're getting the faith of what? King David and Elijah Sandalphon. And the blood and the water and the Holy Spirit, who is Yadevave. The Holy Spirit is Yadevave, Almighty God. So his sanctified men in white linen are obeying him and serving him in the spirit right now. As it's written, the spirit of Elijah will restore you to the Father. So most of these matriarchs and patriarchs, when you come to a level of certain maturity, you continue to work even if your, your body dies. Because your angel is so strong with God the Father's nature, he puts you in service eternally in the cloud of his glory. The issue is now getting your spirit man, which is angelic, so strong through obedience and faith and good works and, and everything he's prepared for you to do in the world of action and getting aligned under the straightway of the lightnings of Enoch's path that you're so energized in your angel that you begin to do the eternal works of your father. As it's written, the white linen is the righteous acts of the saints, which means you get clothed in eternity as you do higher angelic works. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> well, this is a really interesting place to be broadcasting. It's so new and fresh, this whole realm. We're going to be here for, you for a few days. I don't know how long, but we're, it's going to be good. This is a new place to pour out celestial secrets, mystic mysteries, sacred secrets, to help God's people learn the ways of the king inside his kingdom, going deeper into the sapphire sea on sapphire stone Christianity. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. It's a new month of August. Bring your tithes and your offerings into the storehouse. Remember in the wilderness. This is what the Lord wanted to teach, just a small teaching on finances today. Mostly teaching on everything else in the kingdom that you need to hear. And a small teaching on money, but you need to hear it anyhow. So when Moses was leading the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt, they were only allowed to bring offerings into the tent of Moses. If it was outside the camp in the tent of Moses, you guys, you know what it was? 
It was worthless. It was actually sacrificed to an idol demon. They were not allowed to serve or bring financial offerings anywhere else. Well, that sounds so exclusive. Well, it's the Exodus. The Exodus is exclusive. And so it really pertains to those inside the camp of Red Letter Ministries. It is not lawful to serve and bring offerings to other camps when you are in a camp of Moses. It's angelic protocol. It's wrongdoing to give your offerings and sacrifices to other places when you are in the camp of the apostleship of Moses and Aaron and you are in the process of an exodus. So stay faithful in money. Stay faithful in finances. Stay faithful in sacrificial offerings. What they did, they went out and cut trees to build everything that Moses had seen on the mountain to build. So cutting trees, Apostle Shadrach been teaching this for a few weeks, and it was just such a, a great teaching. It means go bring in the resources to fulfill the vision of the apostle and prophet that's leading the Exodus. We're a company, a forerunning pioneering company, Red Letter Ministries and RLM Global and RLM TV. RLM.tv. And the whole vision of everything we have become by going from glory to glory for 24 years in my Christian faith is in that website, www.rlm.tv. You can see the vision. You can understand the plan of broadcasting the Shekinah glory, training up the armies of God, training up companies, Gideon's 300, Joel's army, 60 million faithful frontline soldiers. And you begin to understand the vision of this apostleship. Rarely in the history of the world has there been an apostleship with three apostles in it. RLM Global has Apostle Shadrach, Apostle Rebecca, and myself in it. And we're going to raise up a lot of people. We can raise up with three apostles, 60 million. That's the vision from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in this great apostleship. So bring in the resources into the building of this RLM TV vision and nowhere else according to to the precedent in scripture that they were not allowed to go outside the camp to offer sacrifices and offerings, but only to what the leaders were doing in their exodus. That is not wrongdoing. That is accurate biblical interpretation for the building of this company. And I need everyone to understand it clearly with the intentions of doing God's will to fulfill God the Father's dream through broadcasting Sapphire Stone teachings of righteousness of the kingdom age to transition the church age teachings which you have everywhere that aren't very useful anymore into kingdom age teachings so you have total success over all babylon the great all their sorcery and witchcraft all the workings of the satans of the clippeth and all the things they've done will be brought into light and burned up through the teachings of righteousness coming forth through rebecca and i this season amen Amen. All right. Thanks for tuning in. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
back so soon? You just couldn't get enough of righteousness, could you? I know you're hungry. Post-credits, Marvel glory. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I thought since the Demon Principality of Netza wanted to show up in the chat today, I thought they wanted judgment really bad, so... Alright. Well, let's talk about emotional and mental stability of Hodded Netza, okay? Religion, as we have discussed, or as we have already established, is the cause of mental anguish, anxiety, being tossed back and forth with every wind and wave of doctrine. But it's it's really hard and Netza, especially in those early sapphire stones, on your journey through any of those seven worlds. And it's only in regards to holiness. Literally, your mental and emotional stability in regards to holiness are completely reliant on your sapphire stone circumcision of Hod and Netza. And you wonder why we have so many problems under the sun. As King Solomon said, it's nothing new under the sun. Yeah? Nothing new. How about power, love, and a sound mind? The son of righteousness, which means you're getting circumcised on Hod, glory, splendor, and on Netza, getting all the false love out, even the subtle things, the things that we accept is just okay, when it's not okay. And all of the sound of the voice of the enemy, whether in song, in deed, or in action, hating what God hates, for that supernal circumcision that we will hate the enemies that God hates. We will hate the principality of Black Netza. Let it be circumcised. Let that, let that layer, that membrane be peeled back. Even the part that absorbs the light to look shiny. It looks pretty. The appearance of goodness and love. An appearance of my achievements when it's really just stolen grace, stolen oil, stolen credit, all those kinds of things, anathema out of our souls. Let it be driven out of our souls and let that grace come down through sapphire stones for you to receive stability of your emotions and intellect through purity, which is wisdom. And there is no wisdom apart from love. True wisdom is love and purity, justice, and righteousness. And for your sound mind, you're going to need circumcised sapphire stones in all of the worlds. Now, the world of Isaiah, that represents the word of God in action or the forms of the letters. So when you deal with Netza of Isaiah, you're dealing with forever and ever. In the Lord's Prayer, he said, Yours is the kingdom, Malkut, and the power, Yasad, and the glory, Had, splendor, forever and ever. He's talking about eternity and Netza. Now, why do you say forever and ever? Some translations they'll show the forever and ever. Eternity of eternities. 
in his star and evening star which is the pleasures of his right hand in his right hand are pleasures forever more the eternal goodness of god that goes on beyond 10 weeks of perfection of the ancient of days the will of the ancient of days is for you to be able to live a life in him without the harshness of the severity of judgment why do you need it in your life now to get the devil out of you it's to get the devil out of us to circumcise sapphire stones that's why you can be emotionally and mentally stable when you realize all the things happening to you whether it's frustrations difficulties problems pains trials it's all coming from compassion and mercy because if you go up sapphire stones and you come you start walking in righteousness let's say you're at righteousness and above if you go away from righteousness it's more merciful that god lets the enemy come and kill you why because then you would die righteous before you sin too far and it all turned to slime if it all turns to slime you're not even his your whole cosmic journey is pointless yeah, so it's a great mercy that it's so dangerous rising on sapphire stones because if it was the same leniency of being distant from the throne of god like on malkut many people would end up in hell even after going in the heights of sapphire stone so the severities are a mercy so that you can be righteous and be holy and stay righteous and stay holy and there's enough grace at each level appropriate to that level that's how you know if you're getting into really dangerous territory and you're starting to confront death you've hit the wall of the limitation of that elevation written in the, in the word you stay inside mm -hmm. the circle you're safe inside the circle just don't go out of it mm -hmm. in jesus name that's when the devils come to sheep herd you back into it <laughs> so you either go back in or you go into their hands and die but it's better that you're in the hands of god because he's merciful it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living god he chastises and scourges the righteous his sons those whom he loves because he has in mind a better thing for you which is weeks without end eternal glory and perfection and that's what he wants he wants to prune you but if we freak out and bolt or we get upset you know we, we we manifest and we do the wrong things he wants us to be set straight it's better uh that he comes with a gentle word than with a rod or and it's better for you to receive the rod of god than for you to end up in the rod of Samael. Humility rather than yep. stubborn pride. Because mm -hmm. he'll come threshing through uh, good soil and rocks. Because that's how he's coming in the second coming. Like the days of Noah means no matter your posture, mm -hmm. he'll thresh through all of it. Whether, whether it remains mm -hmm. or is destroyed in lake of fire, it depends on the contents of your heart. Right. And so we're purifying the thoughts and the intentions of our heart. Right. So the world of Isaiah. That's the forms of the letters. The world of Yetzirah, that represents the vowel points. The vowel points of the Hebrew letters. That's the soul. That's what gives the Torah a, its soul. Right? The written word of God. He has form. And he has soul. The world. Well... I'll tell you this. The soul of Yetzirah is really just the crowns. 
The world of Berea is the true soul of the Torah and the vowel points. So that's oftentimes what happens, isn't it? We think we've found the heart of the Father when we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's just the Ruah. It's your first experience of crowns. And then when you go up into Yetzirah, that's your first experience of crowns. You've experienced the crowning of Isaiah, now you're in Yetzirah. At that point, what is that? It's a decorative, it's beautiful. But all the crowns speak of, mainly, is the world to come. What's the world to come? Berea. That's where the true vowel points are of the holy letters of the emanations of Shekinah. And you have a neshama to appreciate it, right? So, the true soul layer is really the neshama. It's really that, like a soul of soul. That gold mind. There it is, you can see it. But if you want to go above... The Ruah is the silver. The Neshama is the gold. And you read about the dove whose wings are covered in silver and belly and gold. It represents the Ruah soul and the Neshama soul. Amen. And as you continue going up worlds, there are worlds where the actual names of God dwell. And he holds his word above his name. And with that word comes the enforcement of his word in his interpretation until eventually it brings final judgment on all that opposes his word in his will. And that's ten-week judgment. There's nothing that will take you further away from death than the teachings of the sapphire stones. Bless you guys. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.